Okay, let's talk about cacao, the herb that chocolate is made out of, but it is so much more. Let's talk about the medicinal qualities of cacao today and also how it is processed, how it is harvested, fermented, all of that, which I know from personal experience. Yes, there's going to be a little bit of real life storytelling in this episode because I lived several years on a cacao farm, so I can share a bit about that experience. But yeah, there is so much to cacao, of course. It's an amazing herb with amazing properties. And uh, yeah, and I also share my favorite cacao tea recipe with you. Okay, let's dig into the weeds. Okay, so before we dig into cacao, um, I would like to tell you about my classes and I would like to invite you to check out the link here in the description. My membership on Kofi is where I host my classes. You can find already a big library of over 20 video recorded classes there for you. So when you just sign up, when you join for a very, very small monthly fee and you can also cancel anytime, no worries, um, you find uh, access to all of these classes about herbs for immune support, herbs for cold and flu, um, for the brain, for female hormonal balance. Uh, yeah, so many topics for winter depression. This was last month's topic. And in a week, we have the topic of medicinal mushrooms. I'm very excited about this one because, yeah, mushrooms are, are not herbs, but definitely also one of my favorite natural remedies for sure. So yeah, check out this big library of the video classes and come to the new classes and yeah, join the membership to find all of these classes already recorded for you. I also have a few individually to purchase for you. If you are interested in a specific topic, you will find that under the same link in the shop and you can look there through the topics of classes and choose what you like to learn more about. And yeah, you know, I also offer online health consultations. You find more info on my website, herbalhelp.net. And yeah, you can book anytime a free call with me. Uh, no matter if you want to check in with me about your health challenge that you would like to improve or about your herbal studies. I also offer mentoring for students. So no matter the herbal or health topic you want to quickly check in with me, uh, you can book a free call with me, free 20-minute call. The link is in the description, to the link to my calendar, and you can book it directly and talk to me. Okay, so I would love to hear from you. But now let's talk about cacao. So let's first define our terms here. So you might still wonder, okay, what is she exactly talking about? Uh, you all know chocolate powder, or sometimes it's called cocoa powder or cocoa powder. There are different ways. So cocoa is already... Uh, a processed form of cacao. Yeah? So cacao, the herb that chocolate is made out of, is yeah something that grows literally on trees. Uh, chocolate doesn't grow on trees, but um, these big yellow cacao pods, almost the size of a head, but kind of long, longish uh, shaped. Uh, yeah, you crack them open and you have those seeds inside covered in a white flesh. So it's, there is actually this pulp, uh, a fruit pulp that you can also eat. Yeah, so what monkeys do and also little humans in the forest. So I raised uh, two kids um, on a cacao plantation in Brazil. And uh, yeah, it was a joy to, to see them and us and 
all of us, of course, picking these yellow cacao pots from the trees, cracking them open, and you have this amazing white pulp around these seeds. So the seeds, um, the cacao beans, you wouldn't normally eat them in this raw state. They are very bitter and astringent, and yeah, they honestly taste kind of disgusting and not at all like chocolate. So the chocolatey flavor only begins after a long process that usually takes um, days and weeks of fermentation and then properly drying and then properly roasting and properly processing until you come to the final product, which, yeah, which usually is chocolate. But of course, there are other ways also to consume cacao. So yeah, it was a joy. Um, It was an amazing phase in my life, of course, living several years on this cacao farm. And if you if you hear farm or plantation, you know, I mean, today in our world, you never know what kind of farming. Uh, it sounds romantic, but, you know, sometimes you imagine these monocultures. Um, and, uh, of course, the production of food can be very sterile and removed from natural practices in many parts of the world or from many of the products that we daily, that we consume daily. But with cacao, it actually kind of, yeah, it offers itself to an organic way of planting it because the cacao needs to be shaded by bigger trees. And in the tropical climates where cacao grows, so the cacao trees are not very high, you know, they are just, you know, a bit higher than... Um, than a person, let's say, yeah, maybe three meters or a bit higher. And um, of course, in these tropical regions where cacao grows, you have huge mango trees and avocado trees and other fruit trees that you have never heard the names of, but with delicious tasting fruits. So you basically have an agroforest full of food, full of, you know, bananas, Those are lower than the cacao or more or less same same height, more or less, actually. Um, but many of these higher trees that, you know, give all these other amazing fruits and give shade to the cacao trees. Yeah, so it is really a little tropical paradise. At least this cacao farm where we lived on was truly a tropical paradise with waterfalls and rivers flowing through it and everything. It was absolutely magical, absolutely a time in my life that I don't want to miss. And also seeing this process and, um, you know, for example, tasting this white pulp that is around the, the cacao bean in this big yellow pod, It's a taste, it's so heavenly and what they make of it and really you can basically only try this taste if you are on a cacao farm or very close to it because this ferments immediately, it turns alcoholic so you... Uh, yeah, it's very hard, you know, to harvest the yellow pods and, and ship them somewhere because they would start to ferment and then it's not the same taste. But if you open these pods right after harvesting, you can basically um, let let drain out of them this liquid from this white pulp and they call it the cacao honey, the melgy cacao in, um, in Brazilian Portuguese. So this melgy cacao, the cacao honey, is... A, absolutely heavenly delicious beverage when I tasted this the first time I really I couldn't believe it it yeah it almost almost makes you cry so beautiful <laughs> is the taste so yeah okay I'm telling you here about things that maybe you will never taste but um, there is so many other things of course the cacao bean after being processed and fermented properly dried and uh, roasted is exported into the whole world because of its uh, yeah 
overwhelming popularity as chocolate, which we all know and probably most of us or all of us like very much. So yeah, there's different parts to this plant. No? So it's um, there's the pulp, there's the seed. And if you would try the seed in a, the, the cacao bean in a truly raw state, it wouldn't taste at all like chocolate. So it is really a bitter taste. It's a bit purple inside. It's not even this dark brown that we know from the chocolate. It's not even the same color. Um, so it is really... Yeah, it has to go undergo this uh, fermentation and drying process before it tastes somewhat like uh, chocolate. And only after the roasting, actually, you have this full flavor profile of a good chocolate that you can already taste in the cacao bean or in the nibs. Yeah, and this cacao powder that I talked about in the beginning, so also a product that you all know, something that you can stir into water or milk and it dissolves. So this is not just ground up uh, cacao nibs or cacao beans. This is actually... Um, Yeah, there is a process of alkalinization that makes it uh, easier to dissolve in liquids. So it undergoes a process, it changes the color, uh, it, it looks a bit different and it is already, yeah, let's say a bit higher processed than the raw cacao that we are going to mainly talk about today. Yeah, So raw in this sense, yeah, uh, this was always so funny no? because... Um, Yeah, there is all this raw food movement and, you know, people expect things to be truly non-heated, not heated over 40 degrees uh, Celsius to be um, able to call it, uh, truly a raw product. So cacao is never truly raw. I mean, even if you ferment the cacao, uh, which is a step that I would say has to be done to make it actually palatable to humans and also to monkeys in the forest. You know, the monkeys in the, in the Amazonas forest, in the Amazon forest, they, um, They also grab those yellow pots and split them open, but they kind of just um, chew off a bit the pulp around the seeds and then spit out the cacao bean because it is so bitter and probably it also has some, you know, substances that are not so easily or not even beneficial for humans to, to digest. Yeah, So um, the fermenting and drying and processing of the cacao i would say is a necessary step yeah to make this uh, yeah to make the the properties of the cacao really shine and being yeah usable in a form in the human in the human body yeah so when we say raw cacao and the products are called raw cacao yeah if you buy cacao nibs so this is just some pieces of the already dried fermented and roasted cacao beans so there is a little bit of processing but minimal in very traditional ways this is still done on the farm uh, right where the cacao is being collected that this has to be done uh, within a few days of harvesting it yeah so after harvesting you start the fermentation a little bit Uh, while leaving the cacao in the pod, then you open the pods, you have to have a big amount of cacao. So fermenting only one cacao pod, I think I saw an experiment like this. There was a YouTube video about a guy who tried this out and just bought online a yellow cacao pod and then tried to ferment it and to process it. He ended up with something, um, yeah pretty much looking like chocolate but um, it's difficult you know you need a lot of these cacao beans together in a big wooden box so that the temperature can actually uh, rise by fermentation this is a yeah a alcoholic 
there's probably alcoholic and lactofermentation going on in there. All kinds of different, but because of the high sugar content, mostly alcoholic. So the temperature rises and this is what changes the chemistry of the bean inside. Yeah, It already turns the color from purple uh, to a more um, yeah, darker color. So this process is already uh, happening during the fermentation, way before the roasting. Yeah. So after the fermentation on our farm, you know, we would spread out. Uh, so the fermentation is in those wooden boxes. Then you would spread it out to dry. Um, or sometimes they use uh, a bit of a wood fire or something if it's in the rainy season and you cannot properly dry the cacao just with the sun. But normally on our farm, it was mostly dried um, just yeah, in the in the natural heat, let's say. And you have to turn it and, you know, take care of it a bit and monitor it a little bit. And when it's properly dried, you can roast it. And actually, only after roasting, you can properly peel those cacao beans, yeah, because they still have a little shell, a husk around them, yeah. So when they are raw or straight from the pod or after fermenting or after drying, it is very hard, almost impossible to peel them. Yeah, so only after roasting, you can easily peel them and then usually just blow off the shells and then you have this wonderful cacao bean that is shiny and glossy and has a nice dark brown color already has the smell of chocolate it's very bitter of course there is no sugar yet like we know that from the typical taste of chocolate it has a certain percentage of sugar but we already get the flavor and the aroma and it smells heavenly and it's very potent yeah so i mean <laughs> i think uh yeah all of of us families and parents who lived on this cacao farm with our children it happened here or there that the kids got a few of these roasted beans and maybe had a few and then uh yeah we felt the stimulating effects especially on our kids where of course, a few of these are already, yeah, it's already a, a pretty high stimulating dose for a child. So, yeah, this happened more like accidentally, let's say, occasionally. But for an adult, you know, it's actually that the stimulating effect of these cacao nibs or the raw cacao or chocolate in general also is very mild. So it's not like a strong stimulant like coffee. It has similar... Um, properties yeah so we have the theobromine we have these uh, the same similar type of methyl xanthines they are called that we also find in coffee like the caffeine uh, in coffee and um, it is stimulating so you will feel a bit more awake and alert and focused like similar to coffee but at the same time uh, you know the cacao has also other uh, more calming uh, constituents that balance it out yeah so it is not you won't feel this heart racing or other effects that you could get from drinking too much coffee yeah so it's much much milder and uh, yeah the effect is different no? so yeah talking a bit about the medicinal qualities of chocolate or cacao let's say the raw cacao or the cacao nibs or cacao beans without the sugar or maybe of course you would get the same effects also if you buy a chocolate that is very high percentage in cacao you can find chocolates that have 75 80 85 um, yeah so my ideal uh, sweetness sweet spot of uh, darkness of chocolate is actually something like 78 percent uh, of cacao this is still sweet enough you know that you can really enjoy the chocolate. I think over 80, yeah, 80 and darker is really, really dark and I also like it. 
Uh, and 70 for me is just way too sweet. Like if I have a chocolate that is 70 or 75, I still feel like, no, this is way too sweet for my taste. But yeah, you can find find out your personal sweet spot and, and let me know <laughs> what is your favorite percentage of dark chocolate. But you know, you can gradually go darker and darker. Yeah, If you are only used to milk chocolate and you like it, then just the next time, you know, buy a 60%, yeah, or even a 50, you know, 50, I think is already considered dark, which yeah, for me would be way too sweet. But, you know, try a 50%, 60%, 70%, uh, just gradually increase a bit your tolerance and you will like it. You will love it. Yeah, I also, if I buy chocolate, I pay attention if it contains the soy lecithin. And this is not because it's so bad. Of course, there's just a little quantity in there. And yeah, but I can really taste this waxy um, effect in the mouth, a waxy feeling. It's just this, I mean, they add it for the consistency and, you know, to give it that melt but it's really a good chocolate for me it does not contain any soy lecithin or other lecithins or additives it contains only the raw cacao and cacao butter and sugar and that's it so yeah just look at the ingredients and try to find one of these more natural products that don't have any additives and that don't have too much sugar yeah and you will get the same medicinal benefits as from eating the raw cacao beans or the cacao nibs so what are these medicinal qualities yeah okay so we already said it's a bit stimulating so it can definitely give you more energy if someone is fatigued you know you can have a few of these cacao nibs in the morning over your breakfast or you can yeah you can just add these cacao beans or crushed cacao beans the nips yeah to anything you would eat for breakfast or make a little dessert after lunch that gives you a little energy boost after your lunch for the afternoon so I wouldn't eat too much cacao in the evening because yeah it can really yeah be a bit stimulant and uh, so the stimulating effect I think it's also a mood enhancer so it lifts the mood it uplifts the spirit yeah it can really bring you into a great mood if you feel like slightly down or depressed or you know a bit tired fatigued and without motivation so in situations like that yeah it's definitely um yeah a good idea to give you a little kick so i used it this year on my uh, new year's eve to stay up past midnight i just had like i don't know maybe six cacao beans or so or seven um yeah before shortly before midnight and wow it was really amazing <laughs> i was up and dancing <laughs> And it was really great. It was just the right, uh, you know, just this right combination of a little bit stimulant and a little bit uplifting. And yeah, it's an happier, it's a happy herb, definitely. You know, it makes, it makes you happy. I mean, we all know that chocolate makes us happy. So yeah, you definitely get this from the cacao beans. Yeah, so this is one way to use them. Um, then I also see uh, people making tea. Uh, with cacao and I see this made wrong all the time yeah if I open up Instagram and I see uh, yeah someone adding cacao nibs to the tea I'm like no that's not the right way to do it so the cacao beans these nibs yeah the already 
fermented, dried, slightly roasted. Yeah, medium roast is the best, uh, not overly roasted. Then the beans turn bitter. But, you know, this is as natural as we can get the cacao. If you take this bean, it is full of fat. It has a lot of the cacao butter. Yeah, you can also just press these beans, which we also did on the farm. And we pressed them. Uh, and we had the cacao butter, which is, of course, wonderful and lovely. You can add it uh, to creams and cosmetics. I'm still making my own creams uh, like I did in Brazil, where I couldn't buy any, you know, natural cosmetics. And also it wasn't necessary. So I just bought my own, you know, cacao butter, kupuasu butter and uh, coconut oil. And I made my own uh, facial creams out of that. And I still do that. Uh, so yeah, this is wonderful. Of course, the cacao butter is also added as an extra to chocolate to improve the consistency. So usually there's an extra percentage of the cacao butter in chocolate, which is good just to give it the right consistency and for the taste. So it's very oily. Yeah. So we normally do not put oily seeds in teas. Yeah. So a water extraction is not the best way and a tea is a water extraction of an herb, yeah, and the herb in this case being cacao. So this doesn't make any sense, yeah. You would not make a tea of peanuts or of sunflower seeds, um, yeah, or of sesame seeds, yeah. You would just not do that because you have the oil still in the seed. And yeah, sure, maybe you get a really faint um, taste of chocolate or cacao in your in your tea if you add a few nibs. Yeah, of course, there is all always also some water-soluble constituents in these oily seeds, but most of it is contained in the fat. The aroma is contained in the fat. The nutrients and constituents, the medicine, is in this fatty seed yeah, that a cacao bean is. So there is a better part of the cacao bean that we can use to make tea. And it is the husk, the little shell, yeah, what I talked about earlier. Once the bean is roasted, you can easily peel it. And then you have the husk, which is just a, a paper-like, really thin, dark little peel, yeah, um, that you have. If you buy a bag of whole cacao beans, then usually they are not peeled. So they hold together better for being sold. So usually you buy or the nibs and then they're already a bit crushed and broken apart. Or you buy the whole cacao beans already roasted and processed and everything. But they're called raw cacao beans. And uh, then you can peel them. Yeah, and you can use those two parts differently. Yeah, So then I would peel the cacao bean and use the bean just eat them, cover them in chocolate and, you know, you have a nice little treat or add them to a nice shea bowl with fruit and, and anything you would eat in the morning. You know, it could be on your oatmeal or anything. So the cacao bean, you can just eat and by, by, by doing that, you know, you benefit from the fats, you benefit from the constituents. And also, of course, cacao is pretty expensive. No? So we want to make tea from the husk to not waste the bean no? because then you put some of the nibs in your water, you, you brew your tea and yeah, it smells, maybe it tastes a little bit like cacao, but then you throw the best part out in the end. Yeah, Usually we don't use the dregs. Uh, of a tea, yeah, so what's left over after brewing the tea, uh, the herb, or in that case, the cacao beans, we don't, we don't do anything with that after brewing the tea, so we normally throw this out, 
And this would be a great waste of nutrients, yeah, a great waste of the precious oils, of the precious cacao butter, of those expensive beans that we bought. So I wouldn't do that. This is not the way usually how you do it. You can also look, you know, if you see recipes of um, commercially available chai, um, chai tea combinations. Yeah, if they have cacao, if they say cacao on the label or like a chocolate chai or whatever, they use the cacao husk. They would not use the expensive part, the bean, and they would not waste this uh, to make tea with an oily, you know, with these oily cacao nibs or beans. So the husk, is the part to be used and I combine it. I make, at the moment, I make cacao husk tea every morning. I love the, the whole house smells wonderful when you do that. So I would just briefly decoct it. I mean, you don't have to boil it for a long time, is my feeling. Maybe five minutes is enough. So usually I just put water to boil, put some cinnamon, a little bit of clove, a little bit of cardamom, like my usual chai base, a little bit of black pepper, but lots of cinnamon, And I boil that. Maybe I add some other roots that I use medicinally at the moment. You know, you can add some whatever you're drinking at the moment, burdock or um, any other herb actually. It combines with a lot of other herbs. And then I add my cacao shells and then I just boil it for a few minutes more, turn it off and the whole house is filled with this amazing smell. It's really Yeah, it's really lovely. And it's not, I have the feeling it's not very stimulating. So I think the stimulating properties must also mainly be in the beans. But it could also be that I'm just not that sensitive. So I would be careful. And I also, I don't drink my cacao husk tea in the evening. It could be totally fine. I really have the feeling, yeah, it's not the cacao husks. They don't contain, um, yeah, maybe very little of the stimulating properties of cacao. So it should be fine. But just be careful in case you are sensitive or... Um, yeah, so that your sleep won't be affected. So yeah, this is the way to make cacao tea. And I mean, definitely the combination with cinnamon and these other chai-like herbs is very lovely and great. So there's another way to make like a brew or a drink out of cacao. So sometimes you can buy the cacao mass. So if you start grinding these cacao beans or the nibs, if you start grinding them, they don't immediately turn into chocolate. Yeah, so for it to turn into chocolate, you need a stone grinder, a wet grinder, and you need to really churn it for hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and even After that, just stirring, stirring. This is a process called um, the conching to really yeah, get the molecule structure that you need for chocolate to have this melty feeling of chocolate in the mouth. But there is a step before that. So if you just grind it all down, it turns into a mass of cacao, which you can also buy. And some people use this to brew um, a drink that usually uses some fat or milk. So it's not a tea where you brew and you then throw out the rest. So it's more like you have this um, cacao paste or cacao mass that you can dissolve in water and milk or only milk. It can be plant-based milk, absolutely no problem. Maybe nice almond milk or something uh, would be good. But any milk, could be oat milk, anything any plant-based milk or real milk. So you would kind of dissolve this paste in the milk and you can add also some spices, a little pepper, a little cinnamon is always good. And um, yeah, and then you drink, you drink the whole thing. So by that, that in that way, you help 
with the milk, which of course contains fat. So also the oat milk or the coconut milk or the almond milk, of course, contains some fat. And then you dissolve these fat-soluble constituents in the cacao bean, in this cacao paste. So this is another way to make a beverage. Some people use this and do cacao ceremonies. So this is usually the beverage you would be offered if, yeah, if you do a cacao ceremony and it would be made of this, um, yeah, of this thicker cacao mass or paste. Yeah, but if you want to do a simple tea and if you have these beans available, it's great to peel them and to not throw the husks away. No? So these husks, uh, it's actually the best way to use them is to make a tea. And yeah, instead of throwing them out, you can have a really, really nice flavor tea and your whole house smelling like a chocolate factory. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go quickly back um, to the medicinal qualities. So, of course, cacao has lots of antioxidants. Um, it has um, it has iron and magnesium and calcium and zinc. Uh, it is a good cardiovascular tonic. Yeah, so anything that is antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, supports the heart, is good for inflammation, is good for the blood pressure. So these are all areas, you know, on if you consume a little bit of these raw nips or cacao beans every day you definitely get the benefit over time yeah so highly packed with antioxidants that this would make a difference in your health over time yeah so it is a superfood it's really highly concentrated these antioxidants in the cacao bean especially and yeah that's wonderful and of course has a whole range of health benefits uh, in our body And yeah, medicinally, we talked already about the fatigue and uh, the slightly stimulating action. There is one more thing. If you are not, especially, I would say, especially if you're not regularly drinking coffee or any other, you know, a lot of coffee or coffee or a lot of tea or a lot of cacao, if you use it occasionally, especially, then it would also help for a headache. Yeah, so if you have a headache, sometimes also other types of pain, kind of tension, uh, neck tension pain or something like that. But especially headaches, I find it uh, really, really helpful. And this also works with coffee. So this is the same effect. Yeah, If you don't drink coffee on a regular basis, you can use it to treat the occasional tension headache. And the same with cacao. Yeah, So I think a few cacao beans. I mean, I wouldn't recommend you start with six or seven. This could be too much for some people so I already know my dose and of course also it depends if you have eaten if you eat it on an empty stomach then you definitely need less to feel this um, uplifting or um, pain relieving effect um, but you know just start with one yeah eat one cacao bean the first day or and maybe after a few hours or after lunch another one or two or three and then you slowly feel ah okay now I'm feeling something from it so this is how we always do it actually with herbs. You know, we start with very little. You definitely want to avoid getting any side effect. And um, yeah, so this is just to find out your dose and to see, okay, how does it work in my body? Yeah, Which is, of course, always different. Yeah, but it should be, you know, it should be used if you, it can enhance, you know, your brain function, your concentration, uh, your motivation, your focus, um, but it's not really curing anything in your brain. I mean, it is not the remedy, you know, for, um, yeah, for deeper uh, brain issues or, you know, memory concentration issues. It would be more a short term fix. 
so in that case definitely you know if it's about things um, like focus and memory and concentration we, we also we don't do not want to abuse coffee for that we do not want to abuse cacao for that uh, so definitely cacao can be a part of a health protocol but you would have to do other things to take care um, if you have these issues yeah but on a daily basis yeah definitely cacao can be used on a daily basis you find out your quantity of course not not too much but it is very beneficial for the antioxidants yeah for this anti-inflammatory action in the body and for supporting heart health and i mean these are just you know these are the qualities that have been tested in studies confirmed by research um, you know in traditional cultures of course it has been used in many ways it has been used as an aphrodisiac as a, you know happy herb herb to elevate mood and and all of this yeah so there might be more benefits that we haven't discovered scientifically yet but you know you can try it out and feel it in your own body Okay, so let me know your experience with cacao. Let me know your questions. You can write me anytime to my email, tamara at herbalhelp.net. So this is, of course, also my website. There's also a contact form. Um, it's herbalhelp.net. So if you would like to reach out to me or book a free call with me, you can schedule your free call right away. The link is here in the description. If you would like to book health consultations with me, um, yeah, if you have any questions, about studying herbalism about my mentorship for herb students check out my classes uh, in the coffee membership the link is also in the description next topic is medicinal mushrooms and yeah there are already many other topics and recorded classes um, available that you will get access to right away if you sign up for a very low monthly fee and yeah just let me know your feedback reach out to me follow me on instagram on instagram it's herbal.help And yeah, I will try to find some pictures of my time uh, of these years on the cacao farm in Brazil. So maybe I can post some cacao pod and bean and fermenting and chocolate making pictures there soon. I hope <laughs> I have to. Yeah, I have to find them. It's a while ago. But um, yeah, would be nice. Follow me on Instagram, herbal.help. Send me a message there. Send me a mes message through my contact form on the website or through my email. I always love to hear from you. Okay, have a great day and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>